0: Rog, Bryce and Males. The Rocks Morning Rumble, weekdays from six. His new book is out today, Flea, Acid for the Children. And we did do uh, this interview on Friday after the show. Miles and myself we had to shoot off Bryce to the Hawks Bay. Uh, the only time we could get, get Flea was after the show. Uh, you're off to the Hawks Bay for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, the book is actually out today. This is why we're playing the interview today. In fact, we have a signed copy to give away real soon as well. So, I'm in ex- for it. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to hear it. He's... Um, it, it, there's not many bass players in the world that everybody knows. This is the thing. He's everyone one of, knows drummers, everyone yeah. knows singers and guitar players. And guitar but the players, bass yeah. is the lonely guy in the band. And to stand out, you've yeah. got to be pretty special.
1: And it's an iconic name. Exactly.
0: He, he's got, yeah. it's Flea. Uh, and he's, he's a great chat. He was in uh, fine form. Uh, Flea, great to chat this morning.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. All good,
0: man, all good. Got your dog in the background yeah.
2: there. What's your dog's name? Um, well, I have two dogs. One's name is Professor and the other one's name is Blizzard. And they are remarkably beautiful friends of mine. Do you
1: know that that is what Roger calls his testicles?
0: <laughs>
2: he calls me his testicle professor. Yeah,
0: and, and Blizzard. And Blizzard.
2: I, I don't believe you. <laughs> but I, I know. I think you know how people have names for their for their cock. You know, and they'll call it like. You always hear, like, you know, yeah. Captain or yeah. Senior or something. Professor is pretty good. Yeah, I love Professor.
0: Uh, your new book is out, A Memoir, Acid for the Children. My goodness, it's a fantastic book, um, all about your childhood. There's a lot, of course, I don't know about you. And I guess for those who love the Red Hot Chili Peppers and love you, they may not know that you are, you're you an Australian, for goodness sake.
2: I am an Australian, uh, Australian boy with an yeah. Australian passport. And I originally didn't intend to write about my childhood. I thought I would much more concentrate on the later part of my life and make it more about the band. Like I thought, Mm. who's arrogant enough to think that anyone would want to read about their childhood? We've all got wacky childhoods, you know. But when I started going back to my time in Australia, you know, I left Australia when I was four years old. Those early memories, man, they're such a huge part of who we are and who I, you know, for me, who I am. And when I started looking at it, and even these things that you can't remember like in a strictly, like a real clear narrative way, but they have so much to do with the feelings of, you know, all your things that make you comfortable, things that cause you anxiety, all this stuff. And to look at them and try to understand them was such a huge part of my, the impetus where I really found meaning in writing this book.
0: Uh, And that was, I guess, uh, in Australia, a feeling normal childhood, I suppose. And then, of course, the move, your dad moved to New York, uh, and then uh, the move to Los Angeles, of course. Uh, you, you need to read this book because you—you you, know—you've said here everyone has had a wacky childhood, but man, yours is—yeah—yours is out of the gate.
2: Yeah, I mean it's very unique to me. I was a pretty unwatched, wild street kid, just you know, running wild in the mm-hmm. street, and. Um, I, you know, had to learn things on my own, and I had to figure things out. And I had to find my moral compass, and I had to find my sense of self. And I, you know, discovered things that brought me great joy and great senses of purpose. And I also, you know, walked around with a lot of, a lot of uh, confusion and pain. And I, you know, my greatest hope is in writing about it, that you know, other people have their own varieties of loneliness and pain can uh, can connect and feel less lonely in the world. Absolutely
1: and I think as well the music of the Red Hot Chili Peppers is close to a lot of people here in New Zealand and I, I love the fact that you're also just a, a huge LA Lakers fan. I'm a big yeah. basketball fan myself. I love seeing you and Anthony Kiedis, uh sideline courtside at Lakers games. You've got a great team this year but can you talk about the incident last year with Anthony Kiedis, Uh being escorted momentarily from the, uh, from the floor arena of Staples Centre <laughs> <laughs> when Chris Paul and the Houston Rockets were in town.
2: Yeah, well, you know, that just got a little nutty. They were escorting Chris Paul after the fight off the court, and he walked right by. We were sitting, and, um, you know, Anthony had some some uh, choice words out of emotion, and <laughs> Chris Paul did not enjoy them. But, you know, he, he I could see in his eyes he wanted to step it up again with Anthony, but he didn't. And uh, then another a coach from the Rockets started screaming and getting in Anthony's face, and Anthony's not one to... Uh, Takes that lion down, and things escalated a little bit. And security jumped in, took him out, and, and then uh, you know they he got back in. Though we watched the game, uh, you know the big thing for me is that the Lakers lost the game. though and they should have whooped that Rocket ass. <laughs> I, said, I hate the Rocket.
0: Yeah, but, they're unlikable, <laughs> eh? We were lucky enough last Friday to have a chat to Flea. Yes, Flea, the bass player from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, great new book out. It's out today called Acid for the Children. Uh, you had to shoot to the Hawks Bay, Bryce. I it was did. like after the show Friday. Yeah. You had a flight that was booked. Uh, got to have a chat to this man there. Uh, he's got some great stories. It's a great book. And here's part two. How old are you on the cover, Flea, smoking a, a joint
2: I'm 12 years old.
0: Yeah, I'm sitting on a nude you, beach. Yeah, yeah I'm
2: <laughs> sitting on a nude beach in Southern California, smoking a joint. You got
0: stone when you were 12, and that so that was around about the same time as the photo was taken.
2: Yeah, I started yeah. I started getting high when I was around 12. Yep. And that went on pretty unabated until I was about 30 years old. And you know, it there obviously there were times when drug use in certain situations was something that opened doors for me mm. and helped me see a world that could exist beyond the mundanities of everyday life and just like trying to live a life of making money and you know power and Mm. but but more often than not my drug use actually you know really hurt me hurt my body made growing up much more difficult than it needed to be and because of it it took me a long time to figure out how to find any kind of peace and happiness and how to function in a relationship and how to be a good father and how to be a you know um, a good friend and to be a present person and to really connect. And, you know, it's a two edged sword, that stuff. You know, I I don't recommend drug use.
0: <laughs> because next year in New Zealand, there's a referendum uh, to make marijuana legal or not. Uh, we get to decide.
2: Yeah, I think weed should be legal. Yep. You know? Yeah. You know, I just don't think it should be a crime. People smoke lots of weed. Mm, yeah. And, you know, in the, in the scope of things, You know, I think it it can possibly have really good benefits for people. Of course, people overuse it and do it in a way that that hurts them. But perhaps with legalization and actual education about what it does and not just this ridiculous, like, divisive, you know, it's bad for you, it's good for you, it's great, you know, and other people saying it's terrible. But the problem is with weed, is that, that like anything, people overuse it, become addicted to it, and use it as a way to run away from the world, as opposed to yeah. actually expanding expanding their consciousness. You know, which it does have the possibility to do if it's used prudently.
1: It's Anthony Kears' birthday. Uh, your time tomorrow. Um, it's the first- Oh
2: shit, man! You just. Scared me. I thought it was today, and I was missing. No,
0: it. it's today. Our time in New Zealand because we're a day ahead. Did he get a copy of your book, "Flea Acid yeah. for the Children"?
2: <laughs> Signed. I don't know Signed. if he wants that. Signed. <laughs> you know, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing when your 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 close friend writes a book. You know, it's not the first thing you want to read. You know.
0: <laughs> Did you not get on with them when you first met each other? Is that correct?
2: Yeah, no. And that we, we, our, our relationship was born in antagonism <laughs> and love, and and like uh, absolute gratitude that yeah. we met each other. But yeah. we've always, you know. Um there's always a part of us that that is at odds. It's part of the nature of who we are.
1: There's a battle for LA with the Lakers and the Clippers this season, and um, and it's going to be yep. with Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Uh, yep. th- th- are those games? Are those games going to be fantastic? I think there's already uh, one game already been uh, in the NBA season between those two LA teams.
2: You know, the Lakers lost the first one, and that caused me. Despair, and I had gotten married the day before. Yes, um, and was like, on a, you know, we only had time for a two day honeymoon. But but I was like, well, you know what we're doing for the first day of our honeymoon, honey? We'll be watching the Laker game.
1: (laughs) Congrats on getting married too.
2: Yeah, well, luckily, luckily, my wife loves the Lakers too. Mm, Nice. um, So, so that wasn't hard.
1: Was it a prerequisite that your wife was a Lakers fan? And what happens if she's a Clippers fan?
2: Uh, well, you know, her being uh, a Laker fan definitely did not uh, hurt. And, was <laughs> <laughs> and I can't imagine that, you know, my wife is a very intelligent, evolved human being, so I can't imagine that she would ever be
0: Flee <laughs> Flea, the band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, were here only last year, so I don't know when you're going to be back, but uh, I have to ask, Is I mean, we play so many of your songs, uh, mm. you're so popular in New Zealand, as you would know, uh, is the new album in the works or, or a tour or anything like that?
2: Yeah. Um, we're in the process of writing a new album, you know, we were really kind of going heads like head, head on with it. And then we started doing some shows like all over the world. Then I have this book, um, coming out and I'm going to do, you know, I'm doing going on a two week book tour here in the States. But after that, we were definitely going to focus in and, uh, get that going. And, and, uh, you know, we're steadfastly working towards a new album.
0: You were huge when you were here last uh, last time. It was just amazing. Uh, hey, we thank you. Oh, thanks, we thank you so much, Flea. Thank you, thank you so much. It's been so much. Okay, t- it's been so good to chat.
2: Yeah, no, it's great to talk. And you know, I'm over here on the other side of the world, and and uh, it never fails to amaze me that we've been able to connect with people mm-hmm. at such a great distance. You know, thanks so much for for caring.
0: What an amazing man, the bass player from the Chili's, uh, Flea, and his new book is out, Acid for the Children. He's actually signed a hard copy, and that can be yours, 0800 Rock phone. Also, a few others to give away as well, if you'd like. Give us a call. Good chat, fellas. He, he was, uh, he's amazing, isn't he? Yeah. He's amazing. Uh, yeah. And his book, uh, when I was reading his book, uh, which was last week, and I'm still reading it, uh, theres I was only halfway through and I've got more into it now, so mm. uh, it just gets better and better, actually. Um, they were rehearsing, for example, when he was about 16, with his band at the time, wasn't the Chilies. And he said this long hair kid jumped the fence and was peeking through the window <laughs> and uh, wanted to know all about who we were and was pretty uh, excited about meeting us. And it turned out his name was Saul and that was Slash. Yeah, right. <laughs> Slash used to pop over and watch them rehearse. Uh, he's got some amazing stories. Roger Bryson Miles, The Rocks Morning Rumble, weekdays from six.